You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Second and four. Here's another broken tackle. This is the rookie, Trey Palmer, and he is gone. Touchdown, Buccaneers. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The, the great Joe Buck of the call last Monday night as Tampa thrashed the Philadelphia Eagles in the uh, in the wild card game. Tampa would, of course, lose to Detroit in the divisional round this past Sunday. So you might be asking yourself, uh, why the hell are these, these guys playing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers highlight? Well, because we have breaking news as it uh, involves the Defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about it to end hour number one. We did a little bit with the coach, Dave Wanstead, in the last segment. We'll ask Pete Prisco from CBS Sports coming up in a moment about Vic Fangio reportedly being named the next defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk all the rest of the comings and goings on the coaching carousel. And, of course, Championship Sunday with Pete coming up in a moment. But for our live audience... I can't wait to talk some hockey in 20 minutes with Jeremy Roenick, NHL legend, a co-host of the Snipes and Stripes podcast, including the Red Hot Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Noonan still to come on the show. Matt Moore still to come talking NBA. All our bets to close the show in the Power Hour, and we will give you our updated thoughts on the side and total markets for Championship Sunday with all the injury news for the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Niners, and the Lions. But joining us right now, the aforementioned, our good friend, the great Pete Prisco from CBS Sports, NFL analyst for them, CBSSports.com, HQ, CBS Sports Network, uh, and on Twitter, at Prisco CBS. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Championship Week, my friend, to you and yours. Yeah, how are you guys? You're good. I mean, we're we're pretty good. How you doing this time of year usually, Pete? I feel like we we come on all the time and we're just like, I I'm kind of dying for this this time of year to be over, but today's show, we've had a lot of topics. We had the Fangio thing happen. How how do you jet tend to do this time of year? Uh wait for the season to get over and I'm already starting to work <laughs> on my free agency list, if you can believe that. Oh. Well, what do you what do you have for us? Like anything stand yeah, out that like so list? we can we can kind of like start to get ahead of this? I mean, no. Um, do I have the list created? I mean, no, it's not finalized yet, but I'm working on it. There's, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's some good players in free agency coming up, but uh, if you're looking for offenses and defensive uh, big people, you're not going to get many of those. So uh, okay. it's slim pickings that way. Well, I think T. Higgins is the guy that I think a lot of attention will be will be put on coming up this off season. We'll talk about that when the uh, when the time comes. But Pete, let let's hit you with like the the most breaking piece of news in the NFL. Vic Fangio mutually parting ways with the Miami Dolphins as their defensive coordinator, going to be the next DC of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I described this, Pete, at the end of the first hour of the show. 
It's like a grand slam hire for Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. We'll see what they do with the offensive coordinator, maybe Cliff Kingsbury, maybe somebody else. Do you agree with me that this is a grand slam hire for the Eagles with Vic Fangio? And if so, what does he bring to that defense? Yes, it's a great hire. Uh, Vic Fangio is one of the best defensive coordinators in this league. And, and the Miami, did, you know, did him right by allowing him to get out. His family lives in Philadelphia, or Philadelphia area, so I think he wanted to be up that way, closer to the family. Uh, you know, he's not a young guy anymore. Uh, so I think, that, you know, the Dolphins did him a, a favor by allowing him to get out. Uh, and I think it's a great hire for, for Philadelphia. I, I, you know, this guy is creative with what he does on defense, um, and he does a lot of things in the back end that covers up uh, liability in, in, in coverage. Uh, and I think that's key because the Eagles were terrible in coverage last year. Both corners were awful. Uh, not having Maddox for most of the season was bad. They struggled in coverage. Uh, and I think getting a guy like Vic Fangio will fix that. So, yeah, I think it's a great hire for the Eagles. Pete, still a couple of coaching vacancies that we had some reporting about earlier today. We got to see about Brian Callahan as well, obviously, who takes the job uh, with the Tennessee Titans. But in terms of Atlanta, Nick and I were talking about this off air, just like, okay, uh, Belichick's been in for a couple interviews, but they, they haven't pulled the trigger or he hasn't accepted. Mike Vrabel was in Atlanta today to interview for the Falcons head coaching job. We, we talked about it off air. I, I, I don't have a good guess about how this is going to end up. I feel like some of the other coaching vacancies, we have more of an idea. Who, who do you think Atlanta is going to end up going with as their next head coach? You know, that's a, it's a great question because I think they've gone back and interviewed guys a second time as well. And, and uh, you know, this has been a thorough search for them. I, I think the Belichick thing, you know, Rich McKay is involved in that. And, you know, Rich McKay probably, you know, has come back full circle. He went and did the stadium. Now he's back, you know, dealing with some of the football side of stuff. And maybe, you know, he didn't want a guy with that kind of power in there. I don't know what the – I haven't heard that for sure, but there's some speculation on that. And maybe Belichick, you know, what's the commitment? I mean, if you're the Falcons, do you want him for three years? That's not good enough. You know, is he just trying to break the record? Um, you know, what's the quarterback situation like there? Is he even interested because they don't have a quarterback right now in terms of, of being able to go get a veteran quarterback? Maybe he said, hey, look, if you go get Kirk Cousins or somebody along those lines or try to, then I'll come in here. Who knows? You know, there's a lot of things being floated out there. You hear things from guys in the league, but – I think they're doing their due diligence. I give them credit for it because uh, Arthur Blank needs to hit this higher in a big way. Mike Vrabel will be a great coach. The concern I have with Mike Vrabel is his offense needs to get up to, to, up to the times. You know, it's just too outdated. And is he willing to, you know, change things and be, hire an offensive coordinator? It's going to be a little more uh, progressive. So that's the concern with Vrabel. I think Vrabel can lead men. I don't think there's any question about that. It's just what are you going to do with an offensive coordinator and what are you going to do with the quarterback position? I hope everyone's prepared, by the way. If Mike Vrabel becomes the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Falcons offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Just saying. Uh, Pete, your thoughts on uh, on Brian Callahan being named the next head coach of the Tennessee Titans, replacing the fired Mike Vrabel. I love it. I, I think that's what you need to do when you have a young quarterback who I think can be special and a guy you can build around. Uh, you go get a bright offensive mind and – you know, the fact that Peyton Manning came out and backed him is, is big, um, I think, because that tells you what Peyton Manning thinks about him. He's not just throwing lip service out there. Um, they, they had to go in an offensive direction. I think, again, when you have the young quarterback to build around, go get a guy like that to develop that quarterback and make him the focal point of the team. No more turning and handing off the 22. And he's been a great player, don't get me wrong. I just think they need to change the way they play offense 
uh, and they will. And I think so this, this makes a ton of sense. Now they need to just start building it around Will Levis, and I think they will because, uh, you know, it's a new era in Tennessee. It's not going to be the same old stodgy offense you've come to expect in Tennessee. Pete, the, uh, the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh apparently have been having meetings today, and I think Harbaugh's supposed to meet with Atlanta tomorrow, or there's, there's a, a lot of scheduling stuff going on here. So Harbaugh's in Los Angeles. I think a lot of kind of reporters have been tweeting, like, will they let him out of the building? Like, will he end up accepting the Chargers head coaching job? That's been, you know, a, a coach and a team that have been connected for a long time, you know, especially since Michigan won the national championship, and we don't know if Harbaugh's going to stay or take an NFL job. Is it, is it your best guess that Harbaugh ends up with the Chargers, or do you think something different? If he's smart, he takes the Chargers job. He has the quarterback. Um, I mean, you know, you look at – if you look at Atlanta, they don't have a quarterback. You have Justin Herbert with the Chargers, and I think that's why it's so appealing to him. Now, with him, the shelf life is always an issue. Uh, you know, how long can he, you know, be a guy that everybody can get along with in the building, and how long can they stomach him? Uh, because he's going to win. I mean, that's who he is. The best thing he does – is he builds a physical, violent football team. And that's what you need to, with, with the quarterback, but that's what you need to win in the NFL. You need to be physical, tough on both lines. We saw it at Michigan when he was there. We saw it with the 49ers when he was there. And I think he'll instill that with whoever hires him, particularly if it's the Chargers. They haven't been that way. Now, my one concern is, uh, you know, what's this mean for Justin Herbert? Well, what it will mean is they'll run the ball and take shots off play action. That's what he did with Andrew Luck. Um, so, yeah, there's concern if I'm Justin Herbert about who he's going to bring in as his offensive coordinator, and Greg Roman's name has been thrown about a little bit. That would be awful for Justin Herbert. But I do like to hire if it's Jim Harbaugh because all he does is win. Nick and Ken here. You better you bet on a Wednesday talking the National Football League with Pete Prisco from CBS Sports on Twitter at Prisco CBS. Pete, one last coaching question, if you could give us this in like 30 seconds or so, and then we'll get to the two games on Championship Sunday. And as a better I'm looking at what the Raiders just did with Antonio. And this isn't me saying that Pierce shouldn't have gotten the job. I think like he probably deserved to get the uh, the permanent job interim tag removed. But the Pierce and Tom Telesco pairing, the former Chargers GM, hired as GM of the Raiders. They're doing a press conference right now. Like they had never like met or talked prior to like, like, like 24 hours ago, basically. I kind of think this is going to go up in flames for the Raiders here. And I'm already like salivating at a potential win total under next year for Vegas. Am I, am I over? Overreacting a little bit, do you kind of look at that Pierce Telesco pairing with kind of the same skepticism that I do in about thirty seconds? So we have time for both games this weekend, please. Well, I look at the skepticism because with its skepticism because they don't have a quarterback. I mean, until you fix that position, you're going to have always going to have doubt about whoever the coach is. Uh, you know, coaches are great. Leading the locker room is wonderful. Having a guy who can play quarterback is the most important thing. And so, until they fix that, there's always going to be doubts. You mentioned Telesco and Pierce. Uh, I don't think there's a giant ego when it comes to Tom Telesco, so I don't think he's going to be a problem. He'll do the, the work, and, and Pierce will coach the team. I don't think that's going to be a problem because in a lot of situations, Nick, like you mentioned real quick, you get the egos involved. You, you don't play my guys I drafted for you. You didn't give me the right guys that I needed you to draft, and all of a sudden they start fighting. I don't think those two guys are going to be that way. Pete, let's do uh, let's do both games coming up on Sunday. And I, I mentioned this with Coach Wonstead last segment, just – 
you know, especially if you don't bet or, you know, you don't have like super aware of betting markets. And I was just like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is like more than a field goal underdog and, and, and the line continues to move against him. And we know some of that's obviously injury information with Baltimore and potentially the offensive line depleted for Kansas city, but still an interesting betting market Ravens three and a half, but really mostly four now. And the total 44 and a half in the AFC championship game, the first game on championship Sunday, you have a strong betting opinion on this game. I like the chiefs. Uh, Look, I know the Ravens have really been good all year against good teams, and the Chiefs are essentially playing back-to-back road games, which I hate in the NFL. But I think we saw a little something from the Chiefs the other day with the way they ran the football. They did different things. They were creative. Uh, you know, they, and that took the pressure off the tackles who had struggled all year, and I think that's big against the Ravens' defense. You have to be able to protect. I think running the ball with Pacheco – uh, will we'll help you get that going. And I know the Ravens have been good on defense, but I think you can get that going and then hit those shots down the field. You know, hopefully the guys catch them. That's always a concern when you, when you look at the Chiefs. And I think on the other side of the ball, I think the Chiefs' defense, Steve Spagnuolo is outstanding at what he does. I think he's going to come up with a plan to kind of keep Lamar in check a little bit. Uh, and I think the Chiefs win the game. So, I, yeah, to answer your question, I have a lean to the Chiefs with the points for sure. And just on Pacheco, didn't practice today on Wednesday with that toe injury, but Pacheco addressed the media and said, like, he's definitely playing on Sunday, and Andy Reid said the injury's getting better. So probably just, like, early week being cautious with the Chiefs running back, Isaiah Pacheco. All right, Pete, uh, NFC Championship game. Niners and the Lions in San Francisco. Niners about a touchdown favorite at home. Total in the game, 51. Uh, I... I think the Lions are live in this game, Pete, to maybe like steal a victory and advance to the Super Bowl. What say you? What type of game are we going to see? High scoring, low scoring, who wins by how many points? NFC Championship game. Break it down for us, please. Nick, I called for the Packers to win last week. I thought they'd go in there and do exactly what they did, which was throw the ball around. If you block them, you beat them. You play the 49ers, and you can block them. You could throw down the field and have success against them, and we saw the Packers do that. Their offensive line was outstanding, and it had been leading into that game for the last five weeks of the season. The Lions' offensive line playing at a high level. Uh, I think if you block them, you can have success throwing it. And and I told you this last week. My initial lean was the 49ers. The more I went back and watched that game last week and watched some tape, I think the the Lions can have success throwing the ball down the field. I don't think the Lions are going to stop them either. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, a lot of points. I think the 49ers win it, but it comes within the number. I think the Lions are a live dog. I think that's going to be a field goal game. It's going to be fun to watch. Up and down the field they go. Pete, about 30 seconds to go. What's your best guy? I mean, kind of like, sounds like kind of like the, the Chiefs in the first game and maybe San Francisco squeaks by in the second game. That'd obviously be a Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Is that is that how you have it? Who's your who's your most likely Super Bowl winner right now in 30 seconds? Chiefs Niners. And I picked the Niners before the season um, to win it all. Uh, but I, I still think Kansas City is, is, is a dangerous team in large part because we haven't seen them with this type of defense. They haven't had this type of defense ever in, in his era, in his time there. Now he, ha- he has that defense, and he can still do a lot of things and can still create when he needs to get away from the pass rush. So I, I think Kansas City wins this week. It wouldn't shock me to see Kansas City win the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think it would shock anyone at this point to see. People might be rooting against it, but I kind of kind of do think that's going to be the case. Pete, we have like 15 seconds left here. Is there anything that we have not yet discussed in the coaching GM carousel that you feel confident is going to happen at any point in between now and, you know, the meteor hitting and all of us dying? 
No, I don't. I, Nick, I think everything's out there now. I, I think Washington's going to end up hiring Ben Johnson. I really do. I think that that's one. I think they will hire him. I think, you know, once their season's done, I think they'll announce that. I think it makes all the sense in the world to try and build it around him. But uh, for, for everybody else, I think Harbaugh to, to the Chargers. I think that, you know, Canales is in Brable are both in play in Carolina. I think Canales would be a great hire for a young quarterback like Bryce Young. Uh, but the rest of that stuff – and here's the other thing. I want to say this about coaches. We have no damn idea if anybody's any good, okay? I don't care if you lead an offense, you're a great coordinator or a great defensive coordinator. If you can't stand up in the room and lead men, you're not going to win. Dan Campbell is exhibit A. Wasn't ever a great coordinator anywhere, but he can coach the heck out of that Detroit Lions team. You coach your coaches, you let them coach, and you are the guy that runs everything through you. The great Pete Prisco. At Prisco CBS, all of CBS's verticals talk in National Football League. My friend, enjoy Championship Sunday. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Take care, guys. The great Pete Prisco. That was awesome. And I kind of want to like, run through a wall, though, after the ends there. Uh, Jeremy Roenick coming up next, talking NHL. How good is today's show?